Hello, everyone. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you all. It is the final reading of Joshua today, Joshua 22 to 24. So, yes. Of course, it's uh, also today is Jean's funeral at 1 p.m. at church. And uh, then prayer meeting as well today. So there'll be a lot of uh, a lot of Jesus today. And uh, a lot of hope in the face of death. And. Uh, yeah, you know, reading Joshua's made me remember about that hymn we started singing the old hymn, Jesus Keep Me Near the Cross, where. You know, the lyrics talk about um, crossing the Jordan to the other side. I can't quite remember what they are, but, you know, uh, loads of the old hymns would pick up on this imagery of, you know, we are those who go through death into the promised land. Yes. OK, I'll take one more sip of coffee and we'll go for Joshua 22. OK. Then Joshua summoned the Reubenites, the Gadites and the half tribe of Manasseh and said to them, you've all done. So you've done all that the Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded and you've obeyed me in everything I commanded. For a long time now, to this very day, you have not deserted your brothers, but have carried out the mission the Lord your God gave you. Now that the Lord your God has given your brothers rest, as he promised, return to your homes in the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you on the other side of the Jordan. But be very careful to keep the commandment and the law that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to obey his commands, to hold fast to him. And to serve him with all your heart and all your soul. Then Joshua blessed them and sent them away. And they went to their homes. To the half tribe of Manasseh, Moses had given land in Basham, and to the other half of the tribe, Joshua gave the land on the west side of the Jordan with their brothers. When Joshua sent them home, he then blessed them, saying, Return to your homes with your great wealth, with large herds of livestock, with silver, gold, bronze and iron, and a great quantity of clothing. And divide with your brothers the plunder from your enemies. So the Reubenites, the Gadites and the half tribe of Manasseh left the Israelites at Shiloh in Canaan to return to Gilead, their own land, which they had acquired in accordance with the command of the Lord through Moses. When they came to Gelioth near the Jordan in the land of Canaan, the Reubenites, the Gadites and the half tribe of Manasseh built an imposing altar there by the Jordan. And when the Israelites heard that they had built the altar on the border of Canaan at Geliloth, near the Jordan on the Israelite side, the whole assembly of Israel gathered at Shiloh to go to war against them. So the Israelites sent Phinehas, son of Eleazar, the priest, to the land of Gilead, to Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, 
With him, they sent ten of the chief men, one for each of the tribes of Israel, each the head of a family division among the Israelite clans. When they went to Gilead, to Reuben, Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh, they said to them, the whole assembly of the Lord says, how could you break faith with the God of Israel like this? How could you turn away from the Lord and build yourselves an altar in rebellion against him now? Was not the sin of Peor enough for us? Up to this very day, we've not cleansed ourselves from that sin, even though a plague fell on the whole community of the Lord. And are you now turning away from the Lord? If you rebel against the Lord today, tomorrow he will be angry with the whole community of Israel. If the land you possess is defiled, come over to the Lord's land where the Lord's tabernacle stands and share the land with us. But do not rebel against the Lord or against us by building an altar for yourselves other than the altar of the Lord our God. When Achan, son of Zerah, acted unfaithfully regarding the devoted things, did not wrath come upon the whole community of Israel? He was not the only one who died for his sin. Then Reuben, Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh replied to the heads of the clans of Israel. The mighty one, God, the Lord, the mighty one, God, the Lord, he knows. And let Israel know if this has been in rebellion or disobedience to the Lord, do not spare us this day. If we have built our own altar to turn away from the Lord and to offer burnt offerings and grain offerings or to sacrifice fellowship offerings on it, may the Lord himself call us to account. No, we did it for the fear that someday your descendants might say to ours, what do you have to do with the Lord, the God of Israel? The Lord has made the Jordan a boundary between us and you, you Reubenites and Gadites. You have no share in the Lord. So your descendants might cause ours to stop fearing the Lord. That's why we said, let's get ready and build an altar, but not for burnt offerings or sacrifices. On the contrary, it will be a witness between us and you and this generation that follows. That we will worship the Lord at his sanctuary with our burnt offerings, sacrifice, sacrifices and fellowship offerings. Then in the future, your descendants will not be able to say to ours, you will have no share in the Lord. And we said, if they ever say this to us or to our descendants, we will answer. Look at the replica of the Lord's altar, which our fathers built, not for not for burnt offerings or sacrifices, but as a witness between us and you. Far be it from us to rebel against the Lord and turn away from him today by building an altar for burnt offerings, grain offerings and sacrifices. Other than the altar of the Lord, our God that stands before this tabernacle. When Phineas, the priest and the leaders of the community, the heads of the clans of the Israelites, heard what Reuben, Gad and Manasseh had to say, they were pleased. And Phineas, son of Eleazar, the priest, said to Reuben, Gad and Manasseh, today we know that the Lord is with us because you've not acted unfaithfully towards the Lord in this matter. Now you've rescued the Israelites from the Lord's hand. Then Phineas, son of Eleazar, the priest, and the leaders returned to Canaan from their meeting with the Reubenites and Gadites in Gilead and reported to the Israelites. They were glad to hear the report and praise God. 
and they talk no more about going to war against them to devastate the country where the Reubenites and the Gadites lived. And the Reubenites and the Gadites gave the altar this name, a witness between us that the Lord is God. After a long time had passed and the Lord had given Israel rest from all their enemies around them, Joshua, by then old and well advanced in years, summoned all Israel, their elders, leaders, judges and officials. And he said to them, I am old and well advanced in years. You yourselves have seen everything the Lord our God has done to all these nations for your sake. It was the Lord your God who fought for you. Remember how I allotted as an inheritance for your tribes all the land of the nations that remain the nations I conquered between the Jordan and the great sea in the west. The Lord your God himself will drive them out of your way. He will push them out before you and you will take possession of their land. As the Lord your God promised you. Be strong, be very strong, be careful to obey all that is written in the book of the law of Moses without turning aside to the right or to the left. Do not associate with these nations that remain among you. Do not invoke the names of their gods or swear by them. You must not serve them or bow down to them, but you are to hold fast to the Lord your God as you have until now. The Lord has driven out before you great and powerful nations. To this day, no one has been able to withstand you. One of you routes a thousand because the Lord your God fights for you, just as he promised. So be very careful to love the Lord your God. But if you turn away and ally yourselves with the survivors of these nations that remain among you, and if you intermarry with them and associate with them, then you may be sure that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations before you. Instead, they'll become snares and traps for you, whips on your back and thorns in your eyes until you perish from this good land which the Lord your God has given you. Now I'm about to go the way of all the earth. You know with all your heart and soul that not one of the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled, not one has failed. But just as every good promise of the Lord your God has come true, so the Lord will bring on you all the evil he's threatened until he has destroyed you from this good land that he has given you. If you violate the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, and go and serve other gods and bow down to them, the Lord's anger will burn against you and you will quickly perish away from the good things he's given you. Then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. He summoned all the elders, the leaders, judges, officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. Joshua said to all the people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Long ago, your forefathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the river and worshipped other gods. But I took your father Abraham from the land beyond the river and led him throughout Canaan and gave him many descendants. I gave him Isaac and to Isaac, Jacob and Esau. I assigned the hill country and Seir to Esau, but Jacob and his sons went down to Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron and I afflicted the Egyptians by what I did there. And I brought you out. When I brought your fathers out of Egypt, you came to the sea and the Egyptians pursued them with chariots and horsemen as far as the Red Sea. But they cried to the Lord for help. 
and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians. He brought the sea over them and covered them. You saw with your own eyes what I did to the Egyptians. Then you lived in the desert for a long time. I brought you to the land of the Amorites who lived east of the Jordan. They fought against you, but I gave them into your hands. I destroyed them before you and you took possession of their land. When Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, prepared to fight against Israel, he sent for he sent for Balaam, son of Beor, to put a curse on you. But I wouldn't listen to Balaam. So he blessed you again and again, and I delivered you out of his hand. Then you crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. The cities of Jericho fought against you, as did the Amorites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hittites, Gerashites, Hivites and Jebusites. But I gave them into your hands. I sent the hornet ahead of you which drove them out before you. Also the two Amorite kings, you did not do it with your own sword and bow. So I gave you a land on which you did not toil and cities you did not build and you live in them and eat from the vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worship beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you were living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, far be it from us to forsake the Lord, to serve other gods. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us out um, and our fathers up out of Egypt from the land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey and among all the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land. We too will serve the Lord because he is our God. Joshua said to the people, you're not able to serve the Lord. He's a holy God. He's a jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end of you after he has been good to you. But the people said, no, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said, you are witnesses against yourselves that you've chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, we are witnesses, they replied. Now then, said Joshua, throw away foreign gods, the, the foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God and obey him. On that day, Joshua made a covenant for the people and there at Shechem, he drew up for them decrees and laws. And Joshua recorded these things in the book of the law of the in the book of the law of God. Then he took a large stone and set it up there at the oak near the near the holy place of the Lord. See, he said to all the people, this stone will be a witness against us. It's heard all the words the Lord has said to us. It will be a witness against you if you are untrue to your God. Then Joshua sent the people away, each to his own inheritance. After these things, Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110, and they buried him in the land of his inheritance at Timnath, Sarah, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. Israel served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua, and 
of the elders who outlived him and who had experienced everything the Lord had done for Israel. And Joseph's bones, which were which the Israelites had brought up from Egypt, were buried at Shechem in the tract of land that Jacob brought for a hundred pieces of silver from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem. This became the inheritance of Joseph's descendants. And Eleazar, son of Aaron, died and was buried at Gibeah, which had been allotted to his son Phineas in the hill country of Ephraim. Well, that was a class um, last bit of Joshua, I thought. Um, Here's a funny thing. Joshua believes that a rock can hear and testifies a witness before God. And Jesus says a similar thing, doesn't he? Like the rocks will cry out. But that's just pretty one of those like weird things that makes you think, oh, is there a lot more going on in creation than we than we realise? I don't think that's not the big thing I'm reading, but that was like a bit strange at the end. He takes a rock and says this can be a witness between you and before God. Anyway, but uh, uh, just an amazing bit at the end, isn't it, where where Joshua is pleading with them to serve Jesus and not forsake him. He's the one who saved you. He's been so good to you. He's fought for you. He's, he's given you all the victories. Now just devote yourselves to him. Um, and they say, yeah, yeah, we will. But he also then says, you're not able to serve the Lord. You know, he's holy and he's jealous. Um, yeah, and it's true, isn't it? Like he, he wants them to know, don't, you haven't got it in you even to serve him. You need his help to serve him. Um, so be really careful. It is like he's a wonderful saviour. Uh, the right thing is to live for him, to serve him, to love him, to hold fast to him. And yet at the same time, we're so... Uh, weak and we, we we need his help for even serving him we really do because uh, his wrath can flare up in a moment and uh, he is he is dangerous um if the, the phrase fear the lord comes in again um fear the lord and serve him with all faithfulness throw away the gods your forefathers worship beyond the river in egypt yeah so it's all linked isn't it fearing god is turning from all our other gods throwing them burning them yeah okay please pray for me today in the uh, in the funeral with this um, preaching leading it uh, pray for the family especially those who don't know the lord jesus that they'd come to know him and uh, i'll see you at the funeral and if not i'll see you at a prayer meeting have a really blessed day lots of love see you later